The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is April DeMille. Now, April has been here a couple times before, and I'm really excited to dive deeper into our subject today. The last time I had April on, we were talking a lot about dreams and astral travel, astral projection. But this time, she's going to talk to us more about dream symbolism and meanings and references and breaking dreams down and even using one of her dreams as an example. So very excited to have you on here, April, to take that deeper dive. Yeah, this will be fun. It always is. (laughs) I know. Yes, it always is. I'm super excited. So without further ado, I just kind of want to let you take the stage and start talking to us about dreams and gosh, and all that there is to know about them. Yeah. So dream symbolism is really funny. And in the last episode we recorded, I tried to stress the importance of recording our dreams, right? If you have the ability to remember them, record it, jot it down, make notes of it. And even if you don't have the ability to remember them, then you can program yourself to get into a place where you can start doing that. I think we also touched base last time a little bit about how I had received answers in my own dreams to help me through my everyday life. So we have dreams and we can have whales flying in the in the clouds or we can have like it's all kinds of stuff, right? Like it doesn't really always make sense to us. And believe it or not, things in the dream world are not quite as literal as they would be here. So I'll give you an example. If you dream that you're having sex with someone, it doesn't mean you're actually wanting to have sex with that person. That's really not what that means. That doesn't mean that it can't mean that, right? Mm. It depends on the person and what they're going through. But let's say I can't stand my boss and I hate the bastard and I'm dreaming that I'm having some sex with him Mm -hmm. and I'm waking up and I'm like, what the fuck? I hate this guy, like whatever, right? So like, that's really not as literal as people think. And first of all, here's a great example of dream meanings. Sex is more of an exchange of energy, not an actual sexual- Like encounter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also, most of the times, if you dream you have sex with someone, it's because there's something about that person that you would admire. So say you have a dream about someone that you hate, like my boss I'm talking about. I hate this guy. He's my boss. I don't like him. An example. But there's something about him that I would admire, whether it's his strength, his leadership, his whatever it is. There's still something in there that I would find 
admirable about him. So if people are having sex with their grandmas and their moms and they're this and they're not, it's really not what you think. It's not quite as literal as it would be here in our human experience. Does that make sense in our reality? It does. And I hopefully for many people, a relief. <laughs> Yes, right. Because you, a lot of people dream about all these things and you write it down and you're like, God, I hope nobody ever fucking reads this shit. (laughs) You're like, oh my God. So it doesn't mean that it can't mean that literally, but a lot of times it's not quite as literal as that. Sometimes we think about death and maybe we dream someone died and we're like freaking the fuck out when we wake up. Oh my God, somebody's going to die. It's not that simple. It doesn't really actually mean that. Mm. It could just mean that you're going to have a falling out with that person and what you know as that connection might part ways. There's all kinds of ways that that can be interpreted. So here's a question then. Going back to the dying in your dream example, okay, how can one know that that's just representative of something versus you're actually predicting somebody's death? There's a feeling. You'll have a feeling, mm. right? So you have a feeling, a knowing that's kind of like your inner compass. And when you're still early on and trying to figure out those feelings, sometimes there's evidence. Like if that person dies, well, there's your proof. That's how you can backtrack. It's kind of like you back your way into it and go, how Got did it. I feel when that dream happened? And how much was that real? How much was it not? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So sometimes when you're practicing, I had a, I used to have dreams about school shootings and towns that flooded all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. Like these big worldwide events. And sometimes when I was learning, it took a matter of seeing it in the news to go, oh, that was a real thing rather than interpretation. And after years and years of practice, you're able to figure it out. And that's why writing it down is so important too. Yes. That is why you have to write everything down because even if you're not foretelling an event, if you look at everything you write down, I swear to you, when you pick it apart and you put together all the symbolism, then you're able to even realize what's going on in your mind and how it plays out into your reality. And you go, oh my God, this is what's going on. And this is so true. If you want, I can give more examples of like... Yeah, the symbolism and like, yes, please. That's so interesting. So with dreams, again, let's talk about meaning. Okay, so here's a very basic one. Water means emotions. It has nothing to do with actual water. Well, that's not true. (laughs) If you go swimming, maybe, you know what I mean? Water is, is more about your emotions. So if you see calm, clear water, then you're pretty calm and collected at that time. If you see raging rivers, then you've got some emotional chaos going on. I'd say you've got some storms going on in your life. If you're drowning, then you're probably feeling like you're drowning and responsibility and this or that, whatever it is. So that's one that's very basic. It's very common. We've got houses. I'll give you an example of houses that's common too. Your house represents your body. It represents you. So you've got split levels. You've got your upper level and your lower level, right? So if you split your body in half, there could be stuff going on in the lower half of your body and your body's trying to tell you. So you're dreaming about the downstairs of the house. Plumbing. And going to the bathroom, it's literally all those things are about excreting toxins in your reality. And maybe you have some digestive issues. And so you keep dreaming about faulty plumbing in the house. You can look at the outside of the house. Does it look abandoned? Does it look like a shack? Is it nice and upkept with great yards? So all this is a representation of who you are and how much you're paying attention to yourself. A ghost. Let's say you have a dream about a ghost. Okay. Okay. A ghost is usually something coming back 
from the past to haunt you. <laughs> so this is just, this is, yeah. it's just great. What's crazy is that every example you've given, I can pinpoint a dream that I had with every single thing you've said so far. <laughs> yeah. And you go, holy crap. And now oh that you God. know what it means, you can look at it differently. Yeah. So most people might dream of a ghost and they're freaking frantic and scared and whatever. But really, it just means maybe there's something in your past that's still bothering you in the now. Yeah. Maybe there's a relationship that needs mending. It doesn't mean it's scary necessarily, but maybe it bothers you. Right. You know, so it can be anything about the past hmm. needing attention in the now. The other night I dreamed about I was in a backyard. And there was all these ostrich sized eggs and they were brown, like chicken egg brown. Eggs can sometimes be referenced to like a nest egg. So that's another thing we need to talk about. There is a play on words and this is really important for people to know. Okay. So I'll give you some examples of that. Sometimes our references is all we have to go by. Right. So yeah. Our body will send us plays on words or homonyms, right? If you're an English fanatic, maybe you know what a homonym is. (laughs) So a play on words, puns, whatever, however you want to refer to it. So like if you see a bear in your dream, it could mean that you're bearing your soul or that you're bearing a burden. It doesn't have to actually mean that there's this big bear. It could be a play on words. If you see an altar, it could be a church altar, but it also could mean altering and changing things in your life. It's another play on words. Maybe you're dreaming that you're hitting someone, you're beating someone up or someone's beating you up. But sometimes beat can mean that you're hitting someone or it can mean that you're exhausted. So it, you see what I'm saying? It sounds like mediumship. <laughs> yeah, right? Because it yeah. is. And essentially, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Because as psychic mediums, we do that too. We have right. to look at our references to make sense of the messages and kind of put them together like a puzzle. Yeah, Even crazy. if you dream of like, wow. oh, I found some pennies or some scents. It could just mean that scent for odor or are things making sense? Or maybe I sent something in the mail. There's so many ways that you can play on words for your reference. And it's really important to know all those things and try to make sense of them. Kind of like the egg earlier I was talking about, that could be a play on a nest egg, right? And how is that relevant? Uh, Well, you know, if you've got all these eggs in your yard, maybe you're struggling financially. So maybe the egg means more like nest egg. So since I had a yard full of them and that were ostrich sized, I would say that my higher self was saying, hey, You've got all these nest eggs everywhere. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the finances. Don't worry about this stuff. We got you. You've got all the whole backyard full of this shit. You know what I mean? And that's there to comfort me when I'm struggling. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. That does make sense. So curious. Now, will the same symbols mean the same things every time? Or is it really having to rely on intuition, understanding what's going on in your life currently or your feelings and thoughts at the time to help you interpret these symbols? I think there's a basic guideline for things, unless Mm -hmm. it's like a homonym. Okay. Okay. If you've got that going on, there's clearly different things that can be going on. You want to know how I learned how to do all this? I was 15 years old. Actually, I was probably 14. Hmm. And I bought my first dream dictionary. So you can go get a book that says, you know, A through Z dream meanings, right? And they don't all have everything. But listen, if you don't have a book, just Google the shit. You can Google, hey, what's dream meaning? You can Google anything. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can learn your basics, right? You learn your basics, you get that down. And then 
everybody's different. So it's learning as you go, what certain things mean for you. Like you said, it's very much like psychic mediumship, but if you can figure this out, then you Mm -hmm. can figure out how other messages are coming to you through psychically and mediumship. Also, they're one in the same. Yeah. Got it. Got it. If you want, so cool. I have a dream that I can kind of break down for you that I have. That'd be a great example, I think, to help. Yeah. I think it'd be good to give an example and how it actually shows up in my reality. It might even be better if I had somebody else's dream to do this with, but we're going to use mine. So I pulled up one from October 29th. So this just a couple days ago. And this is what I wrote three pocket sized aliens. They were fun and cute, and I didn't want anyone to see them, and I got scared, so I held them in my pocket. They were inside tiny little flying machines. The machine and the alien included were like the size of a small golf ball. So I grabbed all three of them and shoved them in my pocket of the pants I was wearing to protect them from being seen. So let me break this down for you. I have three alien guides that are Syrians, and I've been communicating with them a lot. And in this dream... I'm not afraid. I said they were fun and they were cute, but I didn't want anybody to see them. So I shoved them in my pocket. Right. So when you think of pocket, we put shit in our pockets for safekeeping. Right. Right. And we have instant access to it because it's right there at our hip. So here's what happens. Right. Because there's duality in everything. I'm taking my little friends and I'm like, oh, I want to keep you safe. Right. I'm going to shove you in my pocket, but I have instant access to you at all times. Okay, because I'm keeping you small. It's because I'm not ready. I'm not ready to tell everybody about my stories. And I am trying to get there. So I'm keeping them small, which is why they're showing up small, microscopic, like little Mm -hmm. toy size to go in my pocket. I'm trying to protect them from being seen. But really what's happening is I'm trying to protect and keep me small from being seen because I'm afraid that this is too far fetched. Right. This is my own imposter syndrome coming up saying I'm scared and I got to keep this small, but I still want instant access because I know how awesome it is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. When you put it that way, definitely. And on top of that, it's important to remember that I'm wearing the pants with the pockets. I'm wearing the pants, which means I'm in charge and I have this instant access at all times. And when I'm ready to pull them out of these pants, then they'll be seen. Oh, I love that. I have full control. That's what the pants are. Yeah. Me wearing the pants. I feel like for me, that would be like taking a piece of artwork and reading it and interpreting it for my own. So it's like taking, yeah, so like a piece of artwork and multiple people can look at the same piece of artwork, but read it differently, see something different. It speaks to them differently. Just like you said, it all has to do with your references and your life experiences. And so I feel like because of that... If somebody were to try and do that with their own dream, would you say that that sort of stream of consciousness, like, okay, wearing pants, ah, wearing pants, like I'm in charge, I'm wearing the pants, like that stream of consciousness, could it be safe to say that that would be intuitively guided? You will get to the answer Like you'll interpret, how will someone know? I guess here's my question. How would somebody know that they're interpreting it correctly? Again, I think that just goes back to discernment. If it doesn't feel right, then it's not right. You'll Mm -hmm. feel it in your body. Got it. And also you have to remember, even though this is based on each person, so there's still a lot of basic symbolism here. So if somebody sends me their dream and this has happened a million times, I can still tell them exactly what they're going through and what it means. And then I get feedback and they're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because of X, Y, Z. And I don't know what they're going through. 
You know what I mean? So I go, okay, there's still the basics, right? But then how we interpret things is very different. And also, like I said earlier about the condition of the house, it's really important that when you are recording your dreams, that you are recording not just what you see, but what you hear, what you feel, when the feelings shift and why, what was going on when they shifted. It's Mm. all the stuff. You have to interpret all of it. All of it's important. All of it's there for a reason. So the conditions of things, the brightness of the colors, the shade of the colors even can mean different things. So it's all of that. It's There's a whole yeah. lot to it. Yeah, there really is. That's incredible. Do you have any other symbolism examples? I had a friend once that, well, and at the time that she sent me this, we were Facebook friends, but we weren't like close. Now we're close. But at the time she sent me this dream and it really didn't have a whole lot. But the one part that I remember that stood out was, you know, the Star Wars guy or the little... Guy. Yeah, the, the metal rope, yeah, the robot well, guy. Which one? Which one's the little short one? I can't remember. I'm not R two D two. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so I don't. I clearly am a sucky Star um, Wars. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably not much better. <laughs> so she had this dream, and she's telling me how it fell to the ground and it shattered everywhere, and blah 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 blah. And so I was able to basically type up this paragraph, and I was like, I would say that your world just shattered. And everything's fallen apart. Everything's broken into pieces. You don't know where to start or where to even start to pick up the pieces and make sense of it. So she's come back with, oh my God, I haven't told anybody this, but I just found out I'm going through a divorce after like 20 years. Oh my goodness. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Okay. That explains yeah. it. So it made sense to me. And once I was able to give her that insight, she was like, oh my God, absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Totally. Wow. That's insane. Can I ask a question? a dream that I had not too long ago. I'll just let you kind of interpret for me if that's okay. Uh, Let's see how it goes. Okay. And I've had this not same recurring dream of a house, but the same idea that I walk into a house and it's this giant house and I find all these secret rooms and I go through one room and then there's like another room behind it, but it's exciting. It's like nice to have like this big house. and I get excited when I discover these new rooms. And I feel like as I'm talking, I have an idea of what it means. <laughs> yeah, I can already tell you. That means. <laughs> yeah, I can already tell you. That's why it's important to write it down because when you read it back to yourself, yeah. it's interpreted so yeah. differently. Yeah. So I think I yeah. kind of already know what it means. So why don't you tell me what you think it means? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I think that it has to do with, I feel like it's self-discovery. I feel like it's a lot of discovery that I'm going through. And every time I open up another door or go through and complete a walking through a room, it's like a whole nother thing. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like you learn other parts of yourself and it's like, holy shit, there's just more and more parts to me that I'm loving. And this is so fucking cool. Oh, that's so crazy. Acknowledging all the parts of you. Yes. And that's that's wild that when I was saying it to you, it was like, oh, it's so obvious what what this means. Yeah. Once you like have a sounding board and you hear it back, it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah, because I also find how I describe it too makes a big difference. It wasn't like, oh, and every room was dark and scary. And I was really excited to open up another door. So anyway, oh, that's so cool. That's really, really cool. I'm glad you brought up the dark and scary because that's the opposite meaning, right? You've still got secrets and things that you're not ready to talk about and parts of yourself that you don't want to acknowledge and things that you don't want to look at and pains and things that you're harboring. So I'm glad you brought that up because obviously that would be the exact opposite. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Because of course, there's that. I get a lot of dreams too, where I... A couple things. One, if I'm trying to beat somebody up, like I'm really mad at them, and I'm trying to punch them in my dream. And it's like, I'm pushing against... Mm -hmm. Like so much resistance. I can barely make any sort of movement with my arm. And when I touch them, it's barely anything. It's like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I had that dream too. And a lot of times there's two things going on with that that I can speak from. One is feeling helpless Mm -hmm. in real life. Like when you're up against real life and you've got obstacles Uh, and all the stuff and you're feeling heavy and burdened and like you're drowning Mm -hmm. in all the responsibilities, Mm -hmm. then you feel helpless. So you can't fight your way out of a wet paper sack because you're a fucking like limp noodle, right? Like you just, you feel no strength and and all this stuff. Yes. And then the other thing is sometimes almost, I want to say it's similar to sleep paralysis, because you're kind of in between also, and you're feeling that bit of paralysis oh, to where you I have see, no I control. see. Okay. So a little bit of my yeah. physical body is in there. Oh, so yes. interesting. It's That's so interesting. Right. So this brings me to sleep paralysis because I feel like we have to bring this to the surface to maybe ease. A lot of people think it's somebody controlling them and it's demonic and Thank it's you. holding yes. them down and it, honey it's only yourself holding you down <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah they'll say like oh there's like a witch on me or there's like some sort yeah. of demon on me and i'm like yeah. oh really right yeah. and i'm being choked or the, it, 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 it yeah. can feel all kinds of ways and it's scary because what's happening is basically we're coming back into and there's confusion when we sometimes come in and out, right? So when you're coming in and out, you can sometimes jump and feel like you're falling. And then there's the paralysis where you feel like there's a demon attacking you (laughs) and you can't move. And then holy shit, you're being possessed or some freaking whatever, right? Like it gets scary. And I'm not making fun of anybody, but that's what a lot of people feel like because it is scary. You don't know what the fuck's going on and you don't feel like you have any control whatsoever. So I'm glad you brought that up. To the sleep paralysis, I feel like people can equate it to like having been floating in a pool and then getting out of the pool and how heavy your body may feel. I remember being pregnant and like going in the pool felt great (laughs) and I felt so light, but then coming out, I felt like I weighed 300 more pounds than I did because of all that weight. (laughs) I feel like that anyway. Like when I'm, (laughs) when I'm like sleeping. I feel yeah. weightless and I feel great and I'm happy. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm here That's again. That's how heavy the 3D body is. Yeah, the physical body. Yes, yes. And that feels heavy to me. I wake up and I'm like, God damn it, I have to human. <laughs> like this damn gravity. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, so I think, I feel like that that would be part of it too is you're in this dream state, your spirit, your souls, wherever, and then you have to come back into this really heavy body and that that's, part of it too. I I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard yeah. to adjust to ebb and flow when you're like up and weightless and limitless and happy. And then you're like, oh damn, I have to be here again. What the hell? It's <laughs> yeah. really hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say you brought up reoccurring and I think that's really important to bring up too, because a lot of times reoccurring uh, dreams yes. will happen for several reasons. One, it can happen because there's alternate lifetimes and realities, and you will get glimpses of it over and over for whatever the reason, right? It's just like you get to glimpse. Lots of times we glimpse at our other lifetimes and past lifetimes and things like that. So sometimes reoccurring dreams are proof, if you will, of our other lifetimes. Another thing that will happen is 
if you have reoccurring dreams, it's because <laughs> the message keeps coming up for you oh. and you're not getting it. Like it's coming up. Oh, she didn't get it. Oh, let's bring it up again. Oh, she didn't get that. (laughs) It keeps coming up until it's kind of like the loops and cycles in our own life. We repeat lessons until we get it. So it's no different. The message is going to keep coming until you make sense of it, until you get what you need from it, which kind of brings me to another point. Sometimes you can have the will, right? And the control. I've talked about how we can have these controls and we are in control. And you can also wake up from a dream and at will be like, oh, I really like that dream and go straight back into it. Oh, really? I've never been able to do that. Oh, can you teach me the teach me the trick? Because that has happened before and I wake up okay. and I'm like, oh man, yeah. there goes that dream because I know I won't get back into it. It morphs into something different. Yeah, that's something <laughs> that takes practice then, I guess, because I literally thought, oh, she had to have done this, but maybe it's not oh, as common. I've wanted yeah, to. Okay. So that's something I'm able to do, but also I've been practicing this for a very long time. Oh, you're so, so lucky. <laughs> I'm able to wake up from a dream and I'm like, ah, fuck, that sucks. I really want to go. I didn't even get to finish that. Let me, let me go see where that <laughs> yeah. one can go. And then I will at will be like right back into it. I'll just drop oh, right back. That's into it. And so that's kind of a nice feature. <laughs> that's a nice feature. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> a nice, a nice side effect of really getting in tune and, and paying attention <laughs> to your dreams, I think. Oh, and can I share too? Cause we talked about this in the other episode. You guys will have to check it out. But we talked about how when you're having a bad dream, how in control you are of your dreams. So if something bad is happening, like you're being chased, you turn around and say, no, I don't think so. Like that. So you get to a point where you're practiced enough. Once you have an awareness, because that's basically what, let me just talk about astral projection real quick. (laughs) Good idea. Astral projection is really just having an awareness over on the dream side. That's really all it is. So yeah, we leave our bodies. Yeah, we do all this stuff. Everybody does that. But it really is bringing an awareness into the dream state. And having the control to do that is that that's what this is all about. So if you're having bad dreams, night terrors, whatever, once you realize that you're in control of what you're witnessing, what you're experiencing, fucking all bets off. Like that changes everything. So you want to have bad dreams, then you don't. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's, there's clearly a little more to it than whatever. But once you reach that stage, it is as simple as saying, what the fuck are you doing here? Get out. Like that's, <laughs> all you have to do. And if you don't feel like you have enough control, you can literally call Jesus. You can call Buddha. You can call angels, your guides. You can call your deceased loved ones. You can call whoever the fuck you want. And you can say, Hey, I need help moving this out. And guess who's going to help you? All of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I love that you said it actually takes practice because soon after we recorded that episode, it might've even been that same night. I had a scary dream. We were in a small town and we were all being chased by these giant (laughs) T-Rexes, these dinosaurs, right? And I got split up from my children and my puppy. And it must, a giant fear of not being able to protect the little ones in my family. From something much bigger than you. Yes. And so I remembered in that dream, I remembered you saying that I can make this T-Rex go away. Yeah. (laughs) And so I tried that. I I tried really hard. I remember I had to try really hard to do it. You do. You have to have that awareness there. Yes. And I had to try hard. And I remember as I was trying to be like, no, this is my dream or whatever I was thinking or saying, it was like it changed the dream a little bit. So it did work. 
but it did work. But it wasn't like I was yeah, reunited with so my kids worked. or anything, but the fear was gone. I wasn't, I feel like that threat was gone, but I feel like it could have been like a, a, a much bigger change. Yes. So the fact that you said it takes practice <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. And I want to stress that. Don't get discouraged because it doesn't happen on the first try or the third try. It is one of those things where just like walking, you know, you're going to fall down. You're going to bump your head. You're going to fuck up your face. You're going to do all these things, right? <laughs> Learning to walk or ride a bike isn't always fun. We still screw up. We get bruised up, whatever. This is no different. It takes practice. It takes balance. It's something you have to do every single day. And once you have that control, you do whatever you want. You go where you want. You're always in control. I'll tell you, I had an experience one time several, several years ago. And I was just coming out of night terrors. I had gone through all these night terrors after my daughter died. Right. So I went through years of that. And this one last night terror, I was still in the process of trying to regain my control in my dream world because I was just constantly riddled with fear. And I remember I was in a room and I saw a demon in there with me. And I was like, oh, shit. And for whatever the reason, I felt woozy and dizzy and the room started spinning and I felt like I was spinning out of control. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I remember saying, Jesus, you got to do this. Sure shit. That instant, it was gone. I just got chills. I couldn't do it. And I knew I couldn't. So I called in Jesus and I was like, I can't do it. You got to do it. And so boom, that was it. Over. Game over. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Even (laughs) just to have the awareness to call on help. If you can't do it yourself, because that's a practice too, just call on help. Just know that you need help. That's okay. It'll be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like step one though, is remembering that, okay, wait, This is a dream. I have control. And then taking the steps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. I don't want to see this. Yeah. Poof, be gone. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Just having the awareness of, I don't like this. Let's change it. And like you said, it might not have fixed the whole problem in your dream, but it definitely shifted and the fear was gone. It did. Totally worked. I'm so glad that we talked before I had that dream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And also it's very similar to dream walking. We talked about dream walking last time. I think when I told you... You did how you can meet other people, right? Yes, Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. You want to talk about that again? So I want to talk about dream walking because you can dream walk into other people's dreams. I've actually had people ask me to meet them in the dream world, you know, for practices, for fun, whatever. But also I've had people ask me to meet them there. And this is a real thing. I need help learning control. I'm having nightmares. Can you come over and help me? Yes, I will be there. And so I'm there. And if they're being attacked or they're going through stuff, I'm right there. Hey, remember this. You can do this. It is a whole thing. Now, dreamwalking is important because you can dreamwalk and not even know you're doing it. So sometimes you'll just pop into somebody's dream world and you're seeing all the stuff that's going on in their mind. And then you're like, what the fuck? And you thought you just had a dream about this person. But then you call them and you're like, hey, I saw all this stuff in my dream. And they're like, well, you know why you saw that? Because last night I was having bad dreams and I was going through all this stuff. Wow. Yeah. You can dream walk and not even know you're doing it. So whether you do it on purpose or by accident, right? Dream walking is a thing, but you might as well do it on purpose and have fun with it. (laughs) So that 
that's why it's like record your dreams, make this a practice. You are so limitless, right? So might as well take advantage of it. (laughs) That's so crazy. And the only way that you would know is if you followed up with that person and let them know, hey, you were in my dream and this is what I witnessed for them to then validate. Oh, that's crazy because I dreamt the same thing. Well, yeah, that's true. Sometimes you can validate it, but nine times out of 10, you probably can't, right? Because sometimes- Oh, that's walk- good to know. Yeah. Some- sometimes you're going to walk into somebody's dream that you don't know who the fuck they are, and maybe they're clear across the <laughs> continent, right? So true. nine times out of 10, you're not going to have that validation. But what you can do to make it a practice, so that way you know that you're doing it, is you can meet people. Like I can say, hey, Laura, let's meet up tonight and see if we can both be yeah. in the vibe, and yeah. I'll meet you at a library or whatever, right? And then- it becomes a practice. You have permission. I have permission. And we've decided we're going to make this a practice. And then the more you practice, the more you know you're doing. Oh, that's crazy. You know, it's so weird. This conversation just brought up in my mind when I was younger, how I had these thoughts of, I wonder if me and, I don't know, for example, my sister had the same dream, if that meant that we met. And I remember having thoughts like that as a kid. Like if I met people in my dreams, it's so wild. That just came to me now. And I would venture to say that if y'all are having some of the same dreams, then that's proof that you had lifetimes to go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's a whole thing too, right? Past lives. That's a whole nother thing. And also there's a lot of us that are dream warriors. And I can tell you that this might sound a little fear-based, but it is also true. And it's something that I experienced in my own life. I would, this is kind of a Mm. long story. So I always knew that I would challenge and diminish darkness in my dream state. I've always done that. And so anyone that's around me, if I'm having a nightmare or I'm moving around and I seem like I'm fighting my dream, the rule is do not wake me up because Uh, then that motherfucker gets away. Right. I have never lost because when you have the power of the light, there's no such thing as lost. Right. So if there's been demons or this or that, whatever it is, it's a crossover. Cool. Let's take you out. You're going out, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Strike your outs. Like no more for you. And so sometimes if you're not disciplined in your abilities, it can come out as a struggle. There were times in my own life where I would wake up with marks on me because I was like in actual like fights per se. And I would wake up with like marks and stuff. And I'm like, oh, dang, what the hell? So that's why I say it's really important for you to understand your control because that doesn't have to happen. It did happen in my experiences because I didn't have enough of the understanding yet, but it doesn't have to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what is a dream warrior? To me, a dream warrior is somebody that can move from realm to realm and they're able to, whether it's dismissing darkness Uh or dream walking and, hey, I'm here to support you Uh, in whatever you're going through, it's somebody who can move through realms in the dreams. Got it. Okay. So question then, because you brought up demons and I know in the psychic medium community, there is debate, right? Mm -hmm. There's divide between whether or not they exist. What is your opinion or your knowing? I would have to say that I do not give my power over to anything that doesn't bring me value, love, all the stuff. However, that doesn't mean 
that my experiences with demons and Jesus and all the stuff aren't real. And there was a time in my life when I had seen demons or what I thought was demonic, darkness, fear. I had an experience actually happen to me one night in a mall parking lot. That was one of the most scariest things I've ever been through. And so based on those experiences, I would have to say that, yes, there is darkness, Mm -hmm. but whether or not you feed that energy is up to you. Got it. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. So any other symbolisms or anything else that you want to dive into when it comes to dreams? Yeah, I mean, symbolism, maybe not so much, but I think that since we're talking about other lifetimes, I did have an experience this year that I thought was really, it was different. It was definitely different. It had happened a couple of times, but the last time was really kind of potent. Mm. And I remember I was floating, so I was getting ready to wake up. And I was right there floating in between worlds, like in that alpha state. Yeah. And I remember scrolling. It was the weirdest thing. Where is she? Oh my God. I was scrolling through all my lifetimes trying to find me before I brought me through and w- woke up. I was kind oh. of in a panic. I was like, fuck, where is she? And I was like, it's, it's like if you're scrolling through all the pages of a book and you're like, you know, so I'm like, where is she? Oh my God. I'm thinking like a Rolodex. Yeah, yeah. I was like scrolling and I was like, oh my God, where did she go? And so I'm like looking through all my lifetimes and I'm like, oh shit, there she is. And then as soon as I found me, I was awake and I popped me through right like that. So I thought it was quite an experience because like, I can't say I've experienced that so many times, but it was kind of cool. Not going to lie. I was kind of like, well, that was pretty trippy. Okay, so that (laughs) to me just tells me that even though they're quote unquote past lives, they are happening simultaneously. Yeah, absolutely. And I was literally like, <laughs> so wild. right. Cause we are living out our most probable prominent lifetime. Right. So it's the one with like, I, I get, I don't know how to say it other than probable. Probable is probably the best way to say it. <laughs> so there's all these other lifetimes that have branched off and whatever. But when you wake up and you're scrolling through mm-hmm. all of them, I'm like, Oh, fuck. Where is she? I've got to find her before I wake up. (laughs) So as you were scrolling, did anything catch your eye? I know you're kind of like in a panic, but did you notice like any like faces or get any glimpses into those other lives? I've definitely seen myself with other faces, but not in that moment. Uh, I've seen myself with other faces. I could look in the mirror in my dreams and this has happened a lot. And I've seen myself with other faces, men faces, women faces, children faces, but also that can happen when you're channeling too. Mm. That's where you have to be able to have discernment also. Just real quick, even if you feel like you don't have dreams or you don't remember anything, maybe all you remember is that you were happy or that you heard music. Maybe that's Mm. all you remember. We'll write it down anyway. Maybe it's only two little things to write down, but you got to start the practice somewhere. So, you know, maybe you remember just being sad or feeling weird, whatever, write that down, date it. Dating it is important. In my recordings, I will date something like my recording that I read earlier was 1029. So for 1029, I'm recording the day I wake up. So Mm. really the dream started on the 28th, but I'm recording on the 29th because I'm recording when I wake up. Got it. Okay. That's good advice too. Yeah. Either way, make sure you're recording records, records, records. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So do you offer 
Dream Warrior services? So I do it for friends as far as like Dream Warrior stuff. I don't do it as a service, but I do offer dream interpretation as oh, a service. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody wants to like send me their dream and here I get to help you make sense of it and dive in and here's what I see, that is something I will offer as a service. Awesome. And I have all your links in the show notes so they can reach you that way. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, gosh, this has just been so amazing. Thank you so much, April, for sharing your knowledge and your time and for taking the time to record part two with me. I always enjoy spending time with you. So really, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. I'm glad we got to like really cover all the more. So like all the deep dive, it was worth it. Yep. And then let us know when you're done with that book. And then we'll have you back to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Are you in chapter two now? No. Don't worry, you'll get there. You'll get there. (laughs) And that was another episode of a guided life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.